Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. James 1 compares someone who hears the word and does not act to a man who looks in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. But the one who looks and perseveres, it says, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is a pod for looking in the mirror each day, seeing our imperfect selves and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Hey, welcome to episode 33 of Word in Motion. It's Monday. I want to talk for a minute about the church. Not your church, not my church, but the church. Whether you grew up Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, whatever. If you believe the Bible's true, that Jesus, the Son of God, died and rose again for your sins so that you could be saved, then we are brothers and sisters. Throughout Acts, we see the church leaders, apostles, and elders caring not only for the church in a particular place, but the church. Here again, having come to a decision about circumcision and the Gentiles, their first action is to share this unifying decision with others. We pick it up in Acts 15, starting in verse 22. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. And they sent Judas, called Barnabas, and Silas, leading men among the brothers with the following letter the brothers both the apostles and the elders to the brothers who are of the gentiles in antioch and syria and cilicia greetings since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words unsettling your minds although we gave them no instruction it has seemed good to us having come to one accord to choose men and send them to you with our beloved barnabas and paul men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood, and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from these, you will do well. Farewell. I love in verse 23 how... He refers to all of them as brothers with the following letter. Brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. What a unifying way to start. We read Peter's words last Thursday for salvation by grace through Christ. That they don't need to put any further burden on the Gentiles because Christ didn't put any further burden on them. And as this view is accepted, their hearts turn to the rest of the brothers and sisters. And as they constantly refer to the other believers, there is love there. There's unity there. In many ways, the early church viewed churches in other cities as what we would call today satellites. Over the last decade, big churches have moved more and more to having multiple sites under the same name. Well, in many ways, that's how the early church acted towards all the believers many sites but one church now i'm not one who would argue to get rid of denominations i see a lot of value of believers who disagree having a place where they can worship in their own style and as long as we all agree on the purpose to glorify god and lead people to him we all agree on the means of salvation salvation by grace through faith in jesus christ that we can be unified even with denominations But as generations grow up, there's an increasing identity around denominations above Christ. People would describe themselves as Catholic or Lutheran or Methodist rather than Christian. And we are ultimately following Christ, right? Our new lives 
have been justified by his blood and are identified with him first, right? 1 Corinthians 12 says there are many parts but one body. So my question for you today, and it's rather than maybe a challenge in the normal sense, how is your church working with the church? In other words, using Paul's analogy of the body, if you're an arm, where's the shoulder? If you're a leg, where's the hip? If we are one body, what connects us? Here at our church, we're in uh, EFCA, Evangelical Free Church of America, and we work closely with the Assemblies of God Church in town on a few projects over the course of the year, including Vacation Bible School, and there's a network of pastors in town that plan things like the community Thanksgiving service together. These are projects that show our people that our churches may have different names and may disagree on some doctrinal things, but we are the church together. What can you do not just to be a part, be an arm or a leg, but to intentionally be part of the body of Christ together? Michael Jackson produced a song many years ago called We Are the World, and he invited <clears throat> excuse me. He invited musical guests across many genres to participate in singing this one song together to raise money for a cause. Well, we are the church. How can we work together to further the cause of Christ to make disciples of all nations together? That's a challenge. It's not easy. It's something that's going to look different in each one of your communities with each one of your churches. But we are the church together. Let me pray for you today. God, thank you for giving us so many different varieties, so many different types of people who believe in you, who follow you. We're all trying to glorify you. Lord, show us how to be unified even as we have these differences. Show us how to glorify you in different ways through our different expressions of faith. Lord, and show us how we are together, your church. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us all together under the banner of Christ. Show us how to live that way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.